Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's up? It's your boy Chad here, back with another episode of Life, Love, and Hustle. And today, I've got a special guest right here. This is one of my good friends and one of my good uh, local community partners here in the Western Maryland area, all around good brother. He's a husband, father, grandfather. Yeah, he's old as hell. Yeah. <laughs> He's also one of the busiest men I know. Um, I had to pay him a thousand dollars to get him on the show today, you know. So just uh, that's why we need a lot more shares than usual. You know, we got to pay this guy. But um, he's a he's a 24, 24 year strong entrepreneur. He's the owner of several businesses, including Vocal Expressions. He has um, he has a, a local winery here in uh, the Hagerstown area. And of course, he is a strong, strong member and associate of the uh, Legal Shield um, business community. So I want to welcome my man, Eddie Peters. How are you today, sir? Hey, man, I'm blessed, man. Blessed to be here. How about you? Good. Was that intro, I mean, did that fulfill my $1,000 obligation? Or like, are we good? He's starting right off telling stories. That's the first thing we'll, we'll start off telling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I understand that according to our contract, that's a down payment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that'll. But we'll we'll. I'll let you talk. You go. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling today, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. So it's uh it's it is a uh, Saturday. It's a Saturday morning here, and I know time is money, so we're gonna get busy with you. So. First, so in case people don't know who you are, and if you do live here in the Hagerstown, Western Maryland area, everyone knows who Eddie Peters is, but tell everyone else who Eddie Peters is. Well, you know, um, I've, I've always said I'm just regular folk. Um, I, I really, truly enjoy people. Um, as, as corny and as cliche as that may sound, I really, truly enjoy uh, just walking up to strangers uh, starting a conversation or or being included in a conversation and certainly with the business community because the business community doesn't start with a storefront it starts in right here in in your head and there's so many of us that I had found in in my years that the good lords allowed me to be here that are in entrepreneurial spirits that are just walking around with a ton of ideas and, and vision and so forth that they may or may not have unleashed yet. And uh, it's so very interesting to just have those conversations and engagement and find out where people are and more importantly, where they're going and how they're trying to get there. Yeah, that's 100% facts. One thing that I have learned about you over the years is that you are very curious about people. You, you, uh, you love to engage and you're one of the best people to have a conversation with in person just because um, you ask great questions. Like, I feel like you should be doing the interviewing, you know, you, you ask great questions. Uh, like, 
Um, and you've got this golden voice that people can't walk away from. <laughs> also, I, so I that it, it's funny you would mention that one of the um, things that I've been so proud to be a part of is, of course, our Washington County Chamber of Commerce. And what I've been able to bring to the table is a an event, a monthly event that we call Your Next Customer. And believe it or not, that's been going on now this past March it was four years strong. That we oh, wow. Monthly basis. And that's exactly what I get to do, Chad. I get to interview someone who is already a member of the chamber, another business professional. And we get to talk about things, everything from sales, uh, marketing, and of course, good old fashioned customer service. And I literally just for about 30 to 45 minutes, just we just sit and interact. And I just ask questions and they give answers based on their expertise, uh, their experience, um, mistakes they've made so that we don't make the same ones, all of that. And uh, we usually have an audience of about 20 to 25 business professionals first thing in the morning, an hour of power from eight to nine. But that is an interview process. So it was interesting that you would bring that up in terms of interviewing. I really enjoy doing that and asking those questions so that people can tell the rest of the story from their perspective. And you always, you always have to keep learning as an entrepreneur. Also, you, um, a business coach a long time ago told me that when you think you know it all, when you think you know everything, and you don't need to learn anything else. You're already starting your descent. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And then the other part of that as well is, you definitely don't want to be the smartest person in the room, right? Yeah, it, it, and if you are, change rooms. Change rooms. <laughs> change rooms. I, I, I try to do that on a regular basis and go out and continue to invite the old fashioned way. One thing to use the modern technology, just like we're doing right now, and it's great, but there is absolutely nothing that beats a firm handshake uh, or a hug and, and just looking somebody in the eye and just sitting down and over a cup of coffee, man, those, those type of interactions are still so very, very powerful. Uh, no disrespect to all of the other technology, because where would we have been if we had, didn't have the Zoom technology when we needed it uh, to be able to almost keep the world moving, let alone our individual communities and communicating and all. But, man, just to sit down with someone and especially find out that that person now has just mentored you, whether they knew it or not, uh, they, they have just brought mentorship to the table and that's so very cool because mentors, you know, there there's so many of them out here and you don't really have to ask anything other than for their help. And what I have found is that they're more than willing to do that type of thing. So, yeah, man, you're you're absolutely right. You you definitely got to change rooms and keep it moving. <laughs> Onward and upward, brother. Onward and upward. Always forward. So how did you get started in the world of entrepreneurism? So, so what were you doing when you decided uh, that, you know what, I think I'm going to do my own thing? You know, we were taking you back to El Paso, Texas, brother. And we were, again, I had discovered this, this wonderful thing called karaoke. Um, <laughs> I was already uh, doing what I thought karaoke was anyway. I was already like so many other people. I was singing in front of the TV the Soul Train and American Bandstand. Yeah, Soul Train. <laughs> and, and, and that's right. I've been around for a minute. Don't y'all like <laughs> well, 
but I was already doing that, of course, and singing in the car, you know, the shower, you know, with the radio and all of that kind of stuff. And then this thing called karaoke comes along. And I remember the first time I was involved with it, the guy described it to me. And I was like, oh, man, it's on. If, if you mean to tell me they've removed the voice and now you get to do what you've been doing this whole time, I got to go. And that was the first time that I experienced it. Well, I was hooked. And so I ended up meeting a couple of other uh, dear friends uh, that they became. And we went around literally singing together. It was three of us, man. And uh, we went around singing together and just having a ball. Well, what we noticed and what I certainly noticed was that this was a business. So as much as we were having fun doing what we were doing, someone back there was doing the spinning, right? Someone was hosting the show, if you will, and all of that kind of thing. And each, all three of us, you know, we had personalities that we weren't shy once we got that mic in our hand and got up because we were too busy having fun. We weren't thinking about it. And one thing led to another and uh, a gentleman actually approached one of my friends when he was the first one that started, you know, playing the music and all of that. And it was in a restaurant and a gentleman was out there with his wife and uh, come to find out he was pretty well to do. And he actually approached him and said, why are you, you know, doing this here? Have you ever thought about, you know, doing it at private shows? Like he was already envisioning going to different bars and so forth, that kind of thing. And my buddy said, well, we already kind of do that just on our own, but not, I hadn't thought of it doing it myself. Well, I have equipment and it's just sitting around and no one's using it. Why don't, why don't we do that? Now come to find out the gentleman's uh, equipment, you know, he thought it was just those old speakers, you know, the ones that used to look like furniture, right? And <laughs> he thought that, that would suffice uh, and, and what have you. Well, to do as he was, he wasn't trying to spend any money and we had to absolutely convince him and share with him, no, that's not all speakers just because sound comes out of it were made for <laughs> what we're trying to do. So after blowing his speakers a few times and him having to get them repaired, we like, this is going to keep happening. So one thing led to another. He ended up upgrading and all. But fast forward, uh, my buddy ended up moving, leaving Texas. And as a matter of fact, he's back here in the D.C. area. That's where he moved back to back then. Oh, wow. And uh, the gentleman said, well, Eddie, we can fold this thing up all together or you can continue it. And I continued it, but I was still working for him. It was still all of his stuff. And my wife and I had a meeting with each other, a meeting of the minds. And we said, you know what, why don't we buy him out? I mean, this is, you know, he had his businesses. This was kind of like chump change, comparatively speaking, for him. And all he could tell us was no. So we took him a proposal and came up with a monthly amount to buy him out. And that's exactly what we did. And I went out uh, shaking and, and what have you. But, you know, what the cool thing was, was because of all of the hard work and building relationships, a lot of people, I didn't realize it, they thought I owned the company anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was found, right? He just, all he did was collect an envelope. Um, every month in terms of uh, the payment from the different clubs and uh, bars and all that we were in. He was never around, so and he didn't care to be. It wasn't a, a thing for him. Just pay me. And so people were attached more with myself, and that's who they were buying into. Once I discovered that, I discovered just how important building relationships can be in the business arena. And that was the best first lesson I could possibly have learned was because if I had burned bridges back then for any reason, 
you know, you and I may not be talking right now. Hmm. Right. So that was the first thing that I learned and held on to. And it, to me, it became foundational. It was a building block for everything going forward was making sure that we built relationships. Uh, one thing to build it big, that's fine, but we wanted to build it right. And we felt like that always came down to building it with people because the building, the venue, the opportunities, all that will come. But you got to build it with people first, because how are you spoken of when you're not in the room? The two R's, relationship and reputation. No doubt. No doubt. And, and if, you know, it, it just begs that question, man, how are you spoken of when you're not in the room? So if you're, you know, getting that, you just said, you know, in terms of those two R's, relationships, reputation, well, you got the right relationships and reputation that can lead to the referral. There you go. <laughs> two, one plus one equals two. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, now, and I think story. it's also important to note also that, um, you know, do everything that's in your control, you know, as far as managing relationships and managing your reputation. But you're always going to have some haters also. You know, you're always going to have some people who are going to look at what you're doing and they, they, they're never going to like you. And they're never going to like the fact that you might be doing better than they are. You know, so uh, so I'm pretty sure, especially in the entertainment world, you have some haters. <laughs> how'd you how'd you deal with those cats everybody loves chad so no haters there he, he doesn't know anything at all about that everybody loves this dude right you were out of your mind i wish that was true hey <laughs> i wish that was true well to to answer your question man that's probably the, the the realest thing to be able to say is probably real still right now to this day you know on the serious note um somebody is hating for whatever reason um I, I just think that's what some some people tend to do. But isn't it interesting, though, that those that will do that are also still watching? Mm -hmm. I, I, I've never <laughs> I've never never figured that out, how you can, on the one hand, um, almost wish someone's demise, if you will, uh, in business, that kind of thing. But still trying to keep up and keep close enough so that you can figure out all that energy to put negatively and throw that shade on somebody. So, you know, uh, back in the day, it, it, it bothered me. It, it, it bothered me a lot because my business, I thought, was based on, hey, man, everybody has to be having a good time. Everybody has to be liking what you're doing and so forth. And, man, was I wrong. Uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. And when I finally figured that out, I, I guess I'd rather if, if I have – uh, a room of 20 persons that are actually uh, in my corner, then I'm not worried about the other hundred who are just kind of only in my circle. Yeah, I totally understand that. And, and I think that's an early lesson for, for young entrepreneurs is that you got to realize that everyone's not going to jump right. on board. You know, uh, everyone's not going to be a fan and that's okay. You, uh, what's the old saying? Uh, I like who likes me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if you if you like me, I like you. If you don't like me, you know what? And, That's cool. And, and how about we can even learn to, you know, agree to disagree on, on different things and what have you. Um, this was important when I was trying to build a team uh, of singers and and so forth and all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes ideas clashed, or you know, I had to learn how to say no. I had to learn how to say no. This is how it's going to be done because. And I bought all this equipment. This is how you 
take care of it and, <laughs> and so forth. This isn't acceptable. And then I had to learn how to fire people. I had to learn how to do all of these different kinds of things because of the sabotaging that was going on uh, behind our backs that eventually came to light because time is either going to promote you or expose you. And eventually we would find out who those haters were. And, you know, I had to realize very quickly, man, don't waste time hating back because it takes energy to do that. It takes energy. It takes space within yourself to do that. And I don't want any of that to, to dim my light. It's hard enough out here as it is, man, to get up and stay self-motivated. So I'm not trying to allow any of that coming in. And it's been wonderful as I grow with my wife, Melissa, we have learned so much how to deflect when we see it coming, uh, the negative stuff. Um, I remember uh, a, a gentleman coming to me a while back and he was talking about one of those haters, if you will. And man, and, and he was saying this and this and that and so forth. And I found myself just curious and going, okay, I, I, I get all of that, but you were, you were there when, yeah, he was telling me all this stuff. I said, great. What did you say? Cause that's, that's the only thing I really was concerned with. What, what did you say? In other words, did you defend me? Did you come to my, cause you know me, uh, or did you perpetuate right. it? You know, that kind of thing. And that's what I meant about, you know, the circle versus the corner. That's how we have, we've had to start recognizing how my wife calls it, putting them in buckets, <laughs> putting, 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 she really, she calls it, uh, you know, we, we know, where people are and we, we want to know who we're in the room with. We want to be respectful of everyone that is respectful of us, but somebody got to be professional around here, Chad, and we feel like it might as well be us. So, I mean, it may as well be yeah. you, right? Someone's got to be respectful and, and, and get the money and may as well it be may you. May as well be, man, because uh, <laughs> it's tough enough out here without yeah. allowing all that negativity. You know what I mean? I'm just trying not to buy into it, bro. Well, every minute you spend, addressing the crab is a minute that you know you're not meeting your your ideal customer absolutely it, it robs you of an opportunity that you don't even know what you don't know right exactly yeah that's right and and also i think it's also important to note that um even your ideal customers are watching at all times so uh, they can that can actually affect whether they choose to work with you you know they might be impressed with 90 5% of what you do, if they're ready to actually approach you and then that 5% pops up, that might just make them have some pause, you know? So you always got to watch that also. So early in my entrepreneurial career, you know, there's a side of me that you may not know, Eddie. Um, I'm a, I could be a little argumentative. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you know that part yet, but I, I could be a little argumentative, but there's a time where you could probably catch me online, you know, and have a good, two, three hour social media fight back in the right. day, you know, back way back in the day. But uh, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. You know, um, I like to have a good discussion about some things every now and then, but I don't give it as much energy as I used to. You know, it might just be a couple minutes a day, but I got some spare time. I might drop a couple comments and then I'm, then I'm going to roll out, you know, and, you know, wish you the best. But the, uh, you can waste so much time on social media now, just like talking about dumb stuff. You know that that can just eat into your day, man. So, uh, how do, and and you're and you're managing several businesses right. um, now. 
So time management is so important, man. Like, you know, how do you how do you manage your day and make sure that you're maximizing every minute of your of your waking hours? It, it comes with discipline. I, I so agree with what you just said in terms of how you can kind of get caught up in. I'd say that it it robs you of your focus um, if you if you get caught up along those lines and and a few seconds because that's what we think it is it's just a few seconds turns into minutes <coughs> pardon me it turns into hours the next thing you know that you're scrolling and what have you and so for me the the first thing because I call myself still Mister Not Technology so I'm still how to post <laughs> this how to share that and what have you. So I guess I know enough to be dangerous, but one of the things that I've learned is to answer your question, you don't always have to reply. You, you just, it, it really is one of those things you can look at it and it takes a discipline, right? To not do anything. It seems like it's one of the easiest things in the world would be to just say nothing, right? To do nothing at all, but social media is put together is actually genius because it gives the platform that was not there before for everyone to chime in. It doesn't mean you have to, but it sure seems like everybody does. There's an opinion everywhere. Yeah. And I've just learned in terms of staying focused. First of all, you don't always have to reply. Um, I try my best to limit. I'm one of those guys that looks at that indicator that says your screen time was up 12% or your screen. I'm one of those guys. So that if I'm on that screen, am I looking just to see comments in terms of something I may have sent out that someone comment accordingly? Uh, I'm tagged into something. So what is it real quick? I get on and get off in that sense. And that, believe it or not, that 24 hours that we all get that's all we get and how you going to stretch it so that you can uh, give the time necessary for multiple businesses. Uh, and don't forget, you got to have time for you uh, any kind of time, any time you can. So it's that discipline from a social media standpoint where I just simply don't engage. Um, it's, it's very rare. The kind of stuff that I'm doing is I'm liking something. If someone's putting out uh, a, a picture, especially some of these, wonderful chefs that we have here right here in our backyard in hub city man they're in our line yeah we got some amazing yeah they're we sure do out, uh, all of these food dishes and where they are and so forth i'm trying to confine my time to liking those kinds of things sharing those kinds of things um in in terms of i think one of the most recent things that i shared was having to do with helping uh, donate supplies and or monies for our children for back to school, those kinds of things to be able to help our future leaders. Well, that's an easy share for me to go ahead and put that kind of thing out. But I, I mean, that, that keeps me away from all of the other stuff. And it's not all nonsense. I'm not going to just lump it all in. It's not that it's not worth a comment from time to time. It's just that I have to find another time to do that if I'm going to. And so thank goodness for private message. Uh, thank goodness for a phone right, call. Right. Thank goodness for still being able to sit down and have a cup of coffee. But, man, I'm not letting two hours of my day go 
And I realized that all I did was exercise my thumb. Well, you know what? And that's the thing is that um, you you have to learn how to use social media. You have to learn how to use your time. Like if everything is a utility and you have to learn how to use it. Um, you know, and the hammer is only as good as the guy swinging it. So um, that's the thing about you that I that I really admire is that I see I see you using all these avenues, right? It's, it, it seems like everything, um, every platform that you use is is always purposeful, and I and I admire that. Plus, you're always in these streets. If you know one thing about Eddie Peters, he he, he gonna be in them streets. He's, he's kind of, so when you so when you so when you found um, Legal Shield, is that what really upped your uh, your networking game? Uh, absolutely, because I realized there were so many other people just like me, like I said, regular folk out here, and just trying to make it happen. And there's so many pitfalls. There's so many questions versus answers. I realized that. If you have more questions and answers, especially in your legal life, you're at a disadvantage. And so the fact that we could bring resources to be able to help have more answers than questions, that in and of itself meant that I needed to shout it from the rooftops. But how are you going to do that? Well, going back to the social media side and the discipline, either you're using it purposefully like that, you're either using social media or social media is using you. I wanted to make sure that I was on the front end of that in doing it and taking advantage of it on my terms and not getting pulled away and, and robbed of my focus. So allowing me to realize how many people I could meet and how I could touch using the technology, to me, that's always been supplement as huge as it is, Chad, that's always been supplemental to a firm handshake. I'm just still old school that way. And that's why. Uh, I'm in the street as much. I still like kicking indoors. Um, if it says no soliciting, you just you just invited me in. You know, uh, that's the way I look at it. And I'm going to do it respectfully. I really am, because one of the first things I want to do is ask when I walk into any given business, I want to know who the manager is, not because I want to sell you something, I want to know when, when when did you get here? How long you how how have I not seen this 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 beautiful place? Or how long have you been here? Okay, well listen, I didn't have an appointment. May I have a card? Is it okay if we get a cup of coffee? Sometimes I rescue you from some of all this work. You know, I want to have a little fun with it, leave it just with a smile, and and get in and get out of there. Uh, people are busy, but that has been my reason, as opposed to excuse to go walk in and knock on the door where I used to be intimidated <clears throat> by that when I saw no soliciting um, to get out in the streets. And, you know, you see that and then you realize, man, that same sticker has been on that same glass door uh, and that has that changed hands now for five generations. <laughs> and that same owners are all peeled that, off that, that sticker. <laughs> up there. And in fact, you know, you may or may not even know that the people that are there may or may not even know if it even is on there. But I respect it. It's just that it's another way to engage. Uh, but just how are you going to do it respectfully? You got to get out in the streets because I noticed a long time ago, Chad, nobody has ever come and knocked on my door and say, hey, man, are you the you the guy that does the legal shield? Hey, everybody, I found him. He's right here. <laughs> that has never happened. I don't know about you, sir, but that's never happened. 
<laughs> no, not, yeah, there's no line outside my door, man. It, no, it, it has never happened. And so it was up to me to do the engaging. And I've taken that very seriously. And we've just tried to get better. I, I'm not, uh, it's not easy uh, doing it. But, we, you know, we talk about positive affirmations. And a long time ago, Jim Rohn said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. And I, I mm. took that to heart and just said, what can I do? And you need a few of those no's and some harsh rejections once in a while, right? Not necessarily hate those yeah. that they're having a bad day. You have no idea what they're going through. And, um, you know, they're just as harsh as they can be. And you know they don't know what they don't know. But, man, you got to try not to take it personally, you know, and just keep it moving. I think another thing that's great about your method, and it does, it was told to me, um, a long time ago, when I first started my sales, my sales uh, young Jedi journey, uh, and and he reminded me of it a while back, and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is that you can be intimidated by no soliciting when you're trying to beat these streets because you're going in thinking about asking for something, but if you go into every door and you go with the heart of I'm giving That's you right. something. I'm going to offer you some. I'm coming in with my hands extended, not, not not asking, right? So, hey, let me take you, let, let me buy you That's a cup right. of coffee. You know, let me, yeah, 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 you know, let me, let me learn about your business and see who I can connect you with that's going that's going to help you grow your business. I, and, I, and I think it, it gives you a lot more confidence when you walk into the door because if, there's no pressure. You know, I'm not going in and asking you to give me 500 bucks, you know, for whatever I'm selling. I, I'm asking you if I can help give Absolutely. you money. Absolutely. And that goes back to what we were saying before. One of those R's was relationships, right? You've got to build that first. And man, let's face it, Chad, if you and I are walking in the door, we've never been there before. And we ask, hi, can I speak? Are you the owner? So forth and what have you. What's their perception? We're, we're a salesman. We're here to try to sell them something. There the you go. The wall just immediately goes up. And how can we get better at truly sharing that? No, I, I really have some value-added services that, uh, that you might need. And they might not have anything at all to do with what I ultimately do. I'll get to that down the line. But, for example, are you a member of the chamber? Um, my philosophy has always been blaming on the chamber. I'm just going to put that. And that's what I do. When I see no soliciting, you have invited me in and I'm going to blame it on the chamber. And what I mean by that is in all sincerity is that I like to come in and ask, are you a member of your chamber of commerce? I want to give it an ownership, uh, a feel of sincerity. Are you a member of your chamber of commerce yet? And, Oftentimes people know, you'd be surprised how many people, not only are they not a part of, but even outside of that, they have no idea at all what the chamber does and the resources that are available to them free of charge uh, is what those folks are in that building for. But if all they've seen has been advertisements and so forth or pictures here and there and they see just the banks and what have you and that, well, that's for the big guys that, that that's right, the, you right. know, and so forth. I think that's a common misconception 
is that they think that, um, you, you know, they see the pictures of the people in suits and they think that, ah, that's not for me. You know, yeah, that's for the big executives. So uh, so why, why do you believe in the Chamber of Commerce so much? Because I know you're a strong advocate uh, for small business getting involved with the Chamber. Because why is of the access to information, first and foremost, that is absolutely free. All you have to do is walk in. Uh, the access to resources. Um, I host a monthly event called Your Next Customer. And I think I had already alluded to that when we were talking about the interview process. Well, one of the things I'm most proud about there is that's an opportunity for you to connect work one to another. And so, again, we, we joked about nobody's you know got a line outside of our door. How do you interact with the very next customer that you might want to have walking through the door. Still nothing beats a face-to-face, -face, putting a face to the name, a firm handshake. Here's my card. Here's where I'm at. And then being able to ask that person, even if they, the person in front of you, doesn't need your services, you can ask, who do you know? And so it actually, to me, it, it actually is a an area where people can actually receive training to a degree on how to interact in a way that they've never done so before because they've written it off in advance. That's just not a room I need to be in. But what if that room was so very welcoming and the person who invited you is going to be there so you don't have to feel like <clears throat> you're a stranger and they'll be there with you and they'll help make introductions and so forth. And then the only thing that you have to do is actually follow through as a business professional would do to sit down with that person it doesn't have to always be about someone walking up to you and, uh, yeah, what do you do? And you peel off three or four cards and hand it to them. You know, they don't know that I just work for yeah. you or, or I don't know, even know. Right? <laughs> and so the sincerity of just simply being in a room, I found out that there are so many people, Chad, that have simply never been in that atmosphere, in that environment before to be in a room with other fellow business professionals and build relationships right from grassroots to be able to find out who they know and talk beyond them in order of a way to supplement any and everything else that they're already doing. Because I haven't met the business yet that is so busy, they don't need any more customers. I just haven't met them. Now, it doesn't mean that there are, are those out there that are extremely busy and depending on who it is you need to speak with, they could be booked out for weeks or for months, but the chamber itself is a hub of information, education, things that you can tap into that you don't have to write a check for. And, mm. and so many people have never understood that, let alone they've never been in the building. And that's where I had a, that, that really got my juices flowing because as I was walking in a radius of three blocks, any direction from the square, I ran into so many different businesses. They've never stepped foot in that building, which means that tells me they have a little bit of a perception ahead of time of what it is or what it cannot do for them. I think they walk in thinking, I got to write a check to even have any access right here. Well, man, I have people like myself and you know better. We get to actually, and this is here, Frederick, wherever we are, right? Any given chamber across the country, you and I get to break down those barriers like that and just through sheer education and kicking in a door we get to say no that's not the case well, how about 
Instead of you go, I'm not going in there saying you should go. How about let's go? How about I like it. Go yeah, together. You, not you go. Let's go together. And I'll show you what I'm already doing and what it is that I'm trying to do in building this and making it that much more inclusive all the way around. So that's, man, <laughs> that's what I try to tell people all the time, man, is that uh, um, you can either, like, especially for new okay. businesses, you got to do one of two things. Either you got to spend a lot of money or you got to right. spend a lot of time. Like, you can't get away with not doing either. Either you're going to spend a, a, a lot of money on ads and marketing or you're going to spend a lot of time connecting and making making friends and making um, partners. So uh, you're not going to get away with, with not doing either one. because you, you, Your business can only grow one or a combination of those two ways. You know what I mean? So now let's talk about your other business. So uh, you've been involved with Legal Shield for 24 right. years now. And then you decided that you're going to get involved in, in a winery. Yes. So how'd that well, come about? Now, now you're just, now you're just adding things, you know, to your portfolio. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, when we moved here in 2017 from Texas, one of the things where we are on the North end, we were back and forth to the Lowe's. Uh, if you know, uh, if those that are listening, the, the area and so forth, where we are at Lowe's, which is back there behind Friendlies and so forth. And so, of course, being in a new home, you know, there are a lot of trips that we would make back and forth to get at and sure. what have you. And one of the times that we were going through the parking lot and my wife looked over at this old building and she realized that the sign, even though it was a little bit kind of faded, but you could still see it pretty clearly, and she said, Eddie, that's a winery. And we were looking at what we didn't know, but this is a building that dates back to the late 1700s is, is the I'm referring mm -hmm. to. Um, and I was like, the big stone, the stone house. house. Exactly right. And I looked at that, and it, but it used to be the Alney winery. And prior to that, I'm being told the history. I believe it was a 7-Eleven or something or Starbucks. It was a Starbucks, there, 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 and there's a story behind that. But yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. But keep, yeah, but, but keep going. So we eventually, <laughs> um, the trip to Lowe's one of these times became a, let's stop in and see if it's open or whatever. And we walked in, and we found this quaint place, uh, this winery. Um, we we loved the persons that were there. The, the owners at the time uh, was two ladies and. Um, one of them was what I now refer to her as a, the master mixologist. She was the winemaker and started just, you know, you engage in conversation and hearing their story. It was so cool to hear them how they, uh, you know, had, had done what they had done and believed in and had a vision. And then they decided to go for it. And that's how they were in that particular location. So after coming back and forth a little bit, my wife loves a good glass of wine, not just any wine, a good glass of wine. From time to time and so do i and after coming back and forth we realized that where they were within their stages we just started asking a few more questions as we built relationships and felt we could from a business standpoint and looked at it and said well um i, I kind of suggested my wife this might be something to be a part of 
and and make a leap of, of faith and and make it an investment and become a co-owner. And we realized we weren't the only ones that were thinking that way. And we met another couple who are friends to this day. They're awesome. And um, one thing led to another, Chad, and, and uh, we decided, you know what, we're in. We spoke to them at length. And uh, the next thing you know, you start looking at the paperwork and all of those things involved to be able to make a decision. And you take a leap of faith. And uh, we, we had a wonderful thought about where the lo- where it was located. And I just looked at it, wow, with all of these people that I'm already out here committed to talk to every day, trying to meet somebody new every single day, if I can, just by saying hello and, and so forth. Um, now I can have a conversation and say, hey, by the way, do you or your spouse or a significant other, do you enjoy a good glass of wine from time to time? You know, just how, how hard is that just to in, in sure. conversation? And I've had many a person who, of course, well, yeah, absolutely. All from there to, oh, I, I, I'm not a not a wine person. I, I just can't. And then that person will come in just because they're coming with their spouse. And yet they walk out as wine club members. It's amazing. <laughs> because our folks that are running things, they know how to check your palate and find out, you know, what you do like. And they go from not what you don't like. What, what do you like? Okay, well, let's They're wonderful at pairing your palate is what I like to call it. They pair your palate. And the next thing, it doesn't work, it doesn't work with everyone. But many a time I see the person who was not a wine drinker and they go, yeah, but that right there i i that's dangerous right there i could i could see <laughs> next year they come back so that's how all that happened well that's cool man you, you know and and that is that's what a true entrepreneur is like um you don't have to stay in one vertical or or one category like a true entrepreneur is kind of like a collective pokemon <laughs> you know <laughs> you got to catch them all you know i'm trying to get a um, what did uh, Warren Buffett said? What, what what did when they asked about his investment strategy? He said, hey, "Do you do you do you remember what he said? Do you have you ever heard the interview, his famous interview, where that he revealed his brilliant investing?" I've strategy seen many Eddie? different things he said, but but I'm, it'll probably become clear to me once you're sharing. It was brilliant, and it was uh, and it was so. Um, so extensive and complicated, right? He said, and I quote, I buy what I like and I keep it. <laughs> he said, I buy what I like. And it's one, of the, one of the first investments he made, you know, he didn't look at a big, uh, uh, a big prospectus or he didn't do like years of research. He liked to drink yeah. Coca-Cola. So he bought hey. Coca-Cola shares. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How does that work? If you like wine. You and your wife like wine. So you bought into a wine a winery. You know, you guys you guys believe in uh everyone should have um everyone should have access to uh legal help. So, you know, you bought into um a legal business. You, know, you like to sing and perform, so you bought yourself an entertainment business, right? It, it, I, and I think that is the true spirit of an entrepreneur is you you buy what you like, and then you take it to the then you you take it to the people who wanna 
who want to connect with you. And that's it. It's that simple. It's not it, complicated. It is complicated. And going back to what I was sharing before is, you know, I really like people. Uh, my wife likes people and, and we like good people, of course. Having said that, something else that we did and and invested accordingly because of that, uh, we came across an opportunity to be able to refurbish one of the older apartment buildings, just a four unit. Um, we Just like with the winery, we no experience there. We bought what we liked. Um, came to this opportunity for the apartment complex, having the vision, knowing that Hub City is really, really growing. There's a lot of opportunity here if you just pay attention uh, to what's happening. And then for the vision going forward, the stadium coming and all of the different foot tra traffic that is anticipated accordingly and business opportunities and so forth that come around that. Well, we came across this opportunity. It's only four units, so it wasn't anything huge. What was huge, though, was we walked in to those units and we could not believe how people were living. Um, that was that was horrible. Um, and we we if we're going to do this, we knew that this was a major investment because we we weren't going to be looked at as that. Let's just patch this up, put some duct tape around, that and have some more people move on in. We could could have done that, but that would um, that's just not who we are. So that was. That was out of oh, your integrity. Our integrity. We would not have slept right when we saw how people were living. And the first thing was that was horrific. And then we couldn't figure out how can others allow that, who, in other words, was the previous owner at that time. It's like, there's no way you didn't know. There's no way you didn't know. Yeah. And the people were letting us know, yeah, they've said this. And that's what we knew. They knew. Anyway, we, we took that. And I'm happy to say that that's, other business down on South Potomac, uh, just south of Baltimore, that we've taken advantage of. Had a wonderful contractor that we worked with, and I'm happy to say because you know him as well, Kelgard. Uh, yes, yeah, we just had Tiffany on I board a couple that. weeks ago. I saw that. What a wonderful interview! But what wonderful people! See, and that's the part about the building of relationships because here in our hood, if you will, where we are, they were some of the first people that we met. As they were just walking through the neighborhood, we saw very quickly people like to walk through with their dogs and all of that. Well, they came walking down the street and introducing themselves. And Melissa and Tiffany hit it off right off the bat because kind of like, who didn't like Tiffany? And, you know, and uh, Kenny is just amazing. And they became our contractor. And all right, cool, man. So to wrap everything up into one nice, neat little nutshell, what would you say? What, what what are your top three pieces of advice for somebody who's a new entrepreneur, just getting started, just hung up the shill uh, on their brick and mortar business or their virtual business? What's your three best pieces of, of advice for that person listening in today? And not necessarily in order. Uh, the first one that I would say would be believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you don't believe in you, it doesn't matter how many supporters you have and, and, and everything else and, and all of the people out there saying you can do this and what have you. They become nothing but words unless you truly believe it and are willing to do the things necessary. Uh, to make it happen. That would be the first one, believe in yourself. 
The second one I would say is surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with those who truly have your best interests at heart. They're not afraid to tell you when you're wrong. They celebrate when you're right. And they just simply have your back. They're not going to let any outside noise, if you will, uh, get to you. Uh, They're supporters. They are mentors. They may not necessarily stroke the financial pen, but they hit a like. They tell someone else, have you ever been to? Surround yourself with those people that are truly cheering for you. They're not just in your circle. They're really in your corner. And surround yourself with them and don't leave that corner. Don't leave that corner. Uh, Identify those people, know who they are. And the last one that I would say would be stay focused and be blessed. Uh, Just the disciplines you and I talked about, being able to get up early and stay up late, you know, that time and money that you mentioned, uh, you're going to have all of those. And you're going to have to make sure that you ask yourself really on the three-legged stool, are you coachable? Do you have a burning desire? And are you willing to go to work? That's that three-legged stool that you have to have because any two without the other one missing, it's, it's you can't sit on it. You need to have all three of those legs. You've got to be coachable. You have to have a burning desire every single day, and you have to be willing to go to work. And if you are fortunate enough to be in a partnership like I am with my lovely wife, uh, I would throw this one in as a tidbit. It's okay to quit, but just don't quit on the same day at the same time. <laughs> that's facts man you can't both quit the same day at the same time <laughs> absolutely and chad I, I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to visit with you because so pleasant always from day one i'd like to say that when you and i met you were one of the cats that i just hit it off with immediately man you just real and uh, i like being around real folks and you're getting after it and continued success and good blessings with everything that you're doing as well with your lovely partner Hey, I appreciate you, and I'm not going to give you one more dime. I, I, I mean, I already made my deposit. Right I thought you get, bro. Oh. <laughs> well, people want to find out more uh, about you, about uh, about your business, um, in, in any of your ten businesses. Where can we find more information about you? I, and get I'll give in touch you just two you. websites. One, you can go to the easiest one is EddiePeters.com. It's just my name, EddiePeters.com. And on the entertainment side of the house, uh, for the voice acting and voiceover and singing, that'll be vocalexpressions.biz. All right. Well, I appreciate you, man. And we appreciate everyone who tuned in today. But we want you to go ahead and uh, drop the Dusty Rhodes elbow on that uh, on that like and share button. Go ahead and hit a rock bottom on that uh, five star review and then go ahead and get you a Stone Cold Stunner uh, on on uh, on (laughs) on the comments also. So but until next time. Listen, we want you to go ahead and head over to our Facebook group where you can uh, interact and uh, talk about the show and maybe even give some ideas of who you want to hear from more or who you uh, have an idea of who you want to hear from first. So check it out. Until then, I want you to go ahead and get out there and live your best life, love your people, and always, always hustle hard. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, 
please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way. 